0: Hello and welcome back to Self Healing After Trauma. I am one of your hosts, Dr. Asher Beckwood, and we have Kimberly Ward with us. And um, today we're going to be talking about how to deal with isolation and loneliness. And so Kimberly is going to offer us uh, some lovely tips on how to deal with that. And I'm going to talk us through some examples. So I'm going to turn it over to
1: you. Ah, thanks, Asher. So fun to be back with you all for our uh, weekly get-together here. And uh, we had been talking about um, this time of year. People can feel... um, a lot of emotions around the holidays, you know, and and some of us feel more isolated or lonely around this time of year, even if we're not actually more isolated or, um, alone than normal. But, you know, just, if, if you notice that you're feeling more, uh, feelings of isolation or loneliness, one of the best ways to alleviate that is something called co-regulation. So, Of course, we want to be in connection with other people to alleviate loneliness, but it's not just about being around people. We want to be very careful when we're feeling lonely or isolated to pick people that are grounded and regulated themselves, because what we need is co-regulation, safe co-regulation. So this is a concept that might be new to some people, but the reality is that your nervous system can become regulated by being in connection with somebody else's nervous system. There is a physiology happening between your nervous system and my nervous system, let's say. Like right now, Asher and I can see each other and our nervous systems are communicating, even on video. The cool thing is that we can do this even on a video chat. Our nervous systems are communicating. So the sounds that she's making, the tone in her voice, the facial expressions, her body language are all sending signals to my nervous system. And so if I'm able to be open and allow her calm, regulated nervous system to affect mine, I can shift into a whole different state. So if I'm feeling lonely, I want to reach out to other people, but I don't want to do it out of desperation. Oh, I'm so lonely and I need somebody to connect with. I want to be mindful of who I ask to be in connection with. And I don't want to pick somebody that's going to be gossiping or going to be keeping me in a conversation where I'm disconnected from my body. I want to connect with somebody who I can have that experience of connecting into their calm and regulated nervous system. And my nervous system then will follow that safe connection.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that explanation. That's really helpful. And so I want to share a few examples. And I think that this happens a lot with couples and with friends and, you know, even coworkers, people who are around each other a lot and in each other's company, that we get those cues off of each other's nervous systems. And sometimes that can derail us if we're not aware of it. And we can wind up triggered and our nervous systems then can go into that hyper alert mode of feeling like there is a threat in the room and reacting as though there is a threat in the room. And so I wanted to share a quick example with you all so yesterday, I received a call from my partner, and my partner was in a very distressed and down state and had had a really rough morning with her children who were acting out left and right, and she just kind of had had hit the wall and was just not able to tolerate anymore and In the past, one of the things that I would have done is I would have tried to fix, I would have tried to help her, I would have tried to say, Oh, well, you know, what can I do? And I would have tried to, you know, do you want me to come over and take care of the kids? Do you want me to do this? You know, do you want me to go and go grocery shopping or do whatever it is, you know, and try to fix something in order to help her to feel better. And instead, I took a moment and I went into myself because I noticed that it was triggering my nervous system, hearing all of this distress and that I, my instant reaction is to kind of go into to fix. And it was, it was, I was wanting to fix it because I didn't want my nervous system to be out of whack and hers. But I didn't want to feel that level of discomfort, and I didn't want to take on that energy. And so I became very aware of my energy, and I went inside of myself, and I kind of found where that discomfort was coming from, and I was able to move past that. I actually sat on the call and as she was talking, I kind of went like this and was just brushing it off of me (laughs) because I was like, wow, this is a lot to take in and it is very upsetting. So let me just not take it in. Let me just push it out. And as I was able to do that, then my nervous system became much more regulated And then I was able to engage with her and really see her and hear her for what she was going through, as opposed to me trying to fix that situation. So I heard her and then I was able to empathize with her and say, yeah, that's really hard. That is really tough what you're going through. And just allow her to move through her emotions at her pace, at her own pace and in her own way without me interfering in that process and being able to hold space for her, as well as being able to maintain that regulation in myself. And then what ended up happening was that once she moved through the emotions, then she was able to then regulate her nervous system. And then she ended up getting into a much better place and then having a fabulous day and a fabulous evening. So it really can help a lot and I like I said I think it happens a lot especially in relationships where we can because it's so easy for us to get dysregulated because of our own attachment wounds and various problems so I, it's a, it's a very vulnerable relationship and it's something that we can work on if we can remain in a calm state for our partners. That's one of the best gifts that we can give to them.
1: Right. And I love that you recognized uh, that you didn't need to fix what she was experiencing, but just by holding space, being grounded yourself, being regulated in your own system and listening as she processed, then she could discharge enough to then co-regulate with you and then ended up having a great day. But so often we get triggered by our partner's trigger and then we're not regulated and there's no co-regulation happening and it's a total shit show. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Cause it could have very easily erupted into an
0: argument or into shaming or into all kinds of different things mm-hmm. uh, or self-shaming, you know, on both of our behalves. Yeah. And instead it was just a very, calm conversation and just listening very
1: attentively and holding that space and yeah. being able to co-regulate. So the the idea is if you're feeling lonely or isolated or triggered then to reach out to somebody that you know has the capacity to stay regulated and hold space to allow you to work through your own charge and then to be able to calm down and regulate with you. So if you don't have anybody like that, then I invite you to look for a community, a safe community and there's some online safe communities There's some options that we can share with people um, because you can co-regulate over the video call just like Asher and I are right now. We're We're very calm and connected and we can sense even on video, our nervous systems can sense and, and regulate with each other to leave us with this sense of empowerment and sense of calm where, you know, we can live in this if we have practice. So you got to be practicing regulation skills and co-regulation skills. So when stress happens, you are practiced enough to fall back into those skills to be able to get, get back on track with feeling grounded and safe and regulated in your body. Yes
0: and as we have talked about so many times too the first step is awareness so if you just work on one piece of this it's becoming aware of when your system starts to become dysregulated and under what circumstances
1: it becomes dysregulated and just by watching without judgment right so be careful don't don't beat yourself up for it just say oh this is what i'm doing i'm starting to notice this pattern this pattern of behavior that's not working for me anymore. I want to do something different. It's okay to just be aware of it. Yes. And I have to add this because every
0: time you say that, Kimberly, I don't know why I'm a scientist by trade. I have a doctorate and I have been trained as a scientist, a soft scientist, but still trained as a a scientist throughout my career. And so every time you say that, I have to share. I have like a little like mini me that is like in my brain <laughs> and is like the little scientist just observing everything going on. Your inner scientist. So I, I encourage you to, to
1: go inside and find your inner scientist. Yeah, it's a really powerful thing, even if you don't do anything about it. But have that little scientist in your brain watching and observing without judgment, right? Objectively, curiously watching what's happening. Because what that does is that opens up the space for you. There's more space for you to change the behavior if you don't like it. But it's okay just to be curious right now, right? Just, Just get in touch with... That little scientist in your brain, that that curious part of you that has the capacity to watch and be curious. I love that visual, Asher, of that, that scientist in your brain. That is enough right now. That is enough to start you on a positive trajectory for change. All right. Well, thank you all very much. We encourage you to tap into that
0: inner scientist and thank you all for joining us. And and next time we're going to be talking about taming that inner critic. So tapping into that inner scientist is going to be really crucial in taming that inner critic. So we encourage you all to do that. And as always, we want to say we thank you very much and that we are so honored to be here and be a part of your healing journey.